everyone. We're on the air. We're on the air. We're on the air. This is our bonus episode. We still don't have music, Andy. <laughs> Are we ever going to have music? I don't know. It's not, it's kind of feeling like we're not going to have music. <laughs> Maybe we need somebody to submit music for our bonus episode. It's oh, got to be royalty ooh. free, by the way. Royalty free. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we ain't got no money. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, we yep. can't pay the we can't pay the royalties. Um, yeah. So if you're listening and you have an idea for podcast intro music for a bonus episode, let Andy know by emailing <laughs> make trades great again at pod at podcast at gmail dot com. Okay. Anyway, so bonus episode, Andy. I got a message on Instagram about a week ago <clears throat> from uh, Josh Halstead, the personal plumber. Um, Ready for this one? This is this is this is edgy. He says pros and cons of union and non-union. Not looking to start an argument, just looking to see what both sides offer. Yep. Well, I would imagine he's on one side, right? I would well, I would assume unless he's doing both, which is probably not happening. It's probably looked down upon, <laughs> yeah. It's probably Yeah, it's got a frown on. Yeah, yeah. from one side it is, yeah. So I'm yep. non-union, you're union. Yep. Now, full disclosure, yep. I started out my apprenticeship and worked for oof, at least five years in the union after my apprenticeship. So that's a 10-year stint right there. Um, yep. Because in the union, you do five years for plumbers, pipe fitters, sprinkler fitters. Is there another one in yep. there? Steam fitters? Um, Steam fitters. The UA. a bunch of them. Yeah, well, but the yep. UA, I mean, it's a five-year yep. program as an apprentice. But anyway, that's off yep. topic. So, But I'm not union anymore. And there's a couple of reasons yep. why I'm not. But I'm also not, like, anti-union. Uh, yep. And, and when I was in the union, I was always kind of, you know, one of those guys that was kind of like, uh, I'm on the fence. So here you go. Yeah. I have one. I have a perspective. I think it's, you know with some a unique perspective and you have yours because you are union. Yep. So why would you okay. say it's good for a plumber? We're just going to stick to plumbing. Why would you think it's good for a plumber to be in the union, Andy? So first thing I'm going to ask is where do you intend for your business to go? Um, is, is, is one thing. So as, if, if, if you are, a one man shop and you're going, well, I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to become a member. Okay. Um, one, go to your local union hall and find out if that's even a thing on there based on their bylaws. They may have specific clauses. Minneapolis had specific clauses of about having, uh, owner operators operating a business. Right? Okay, well, so let's back thing. up for a second, though. What if you're yeah. not the owner? What if you're not, you know, what if you just okay. want to yeah. be a worker? Okay, you know, yep. like, why would you want to be a plumber in the union? Yep. Well, so I I can say this, um, and and uh, the education side. So, and not that there's not education out there, because I, I know that there is. There's education out there for non-union contractors for non-union plumbers tradesmen all over there's tons and tons and tons of education out there yeah. um, for for everybody 
one of the the big benefits that I feel like that we take advantage of um, through the the local union and through let's I'm just going to call it through through the UA is that every single year I get a training schedule that the local union hall is putting on. All of my journeymen are completely eligible to go down and take those classes if there's room if they're full full with apprentices you know if there's a limited seat number with apprentices the apprentices take first first go uh, but uh, for instance this spring uh, both Neil and Rob are going to go down and take their uh, uh, EPA universal refrigeration certificate or course so they're going to become um, get their get their uh, refrigeration handling license. They're also going to take um, their UA refrigeration technician course, uh, which is great. And the cost to me, I have to pay for the test. Oh, okay. Well, so if anybody right. listening doesn't know what Andy keeps saying, UA, that means United Association. Yep. So I think maybe I said that already, but United Association yep. of Plumbers, Pipe Fitters, Steam Fitters, and Sprinkler Fitters, right? Yeah, sure. they're UA. Yeah. Yep. Sprinkler fitters. Chad's a sprinkler fitter. Chad, Chad's a sprinkler fitter. I always make fun of my, I always tell him he does irrigation out in the yard. Um, so <laughs> training. So first training. one you, you yep. ticked out, you checked out the box of training. There's a lot more training available. It's organized, that kind of thing. Um, yep. a lot of times if there's a cost for the training, um, like out of pocket or typically there's not a cost for the training because it's being paid, um, through your hourly rate, you know, benefits that, through dues, yeah. you know, training funds. Yep. Yep. Training yep. fund, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so I would, so the non-union guy would be like, yep, you're right. And it's like, it's not all I have to say about it, but I wouldn't argue that anything you just said is wrong or that yep. I disagree with it or anything. Um, and you, and you acknowledged right away, like, look, there's training for non-union too. Um, there's a lot of associations and things like that. Uh, PHCC, yeah, PHCC yep, is a, a yep. plumbing, heating, co- cooling contractors. Uh, anyway, yep. you know, there's there's organizations that have like their own training, but they're not union. That kind of thing. Uh, they accept union and non-union contractors, but as members. Sure. But so there's organizations that have uh, training available. There's local organizations that have them. Um, there's all that kinds of things out there for non-union yep. as well. So regarding training, but, um, you know, if, if, if you're a one man show, you started talking about like ownership, things like that. And, um, just to clarify you started out saying, you know, maybe there's a, maybe you can or cannot be a owner operator and also be in the union. And that's how I kind of got out of it because when I started my business, I was in the union as a member um working for a contractor i started my own business and then they said well you can't be in the union anymore and i said well i mean they didn't say you couldn't be in the union they said you can't continue to pay into your dues and your benefits and all that stuff so basically that all ended the moment i said i was gonna be my own boss and then um then i kind of looked at i thought well the writing's on the wall their bylaws don't allow for me to kind of continue on the way i was and there's some ways around that, but the way I was going to structure and operate my business, it wasn't going to work for me. So I just, I just said, okay, thanks union. See you later. You know, yep. no hard feelings really on my end, to be honest with you. But right. I also didn't 
look back and, you know, I looked forward and started building and moving forward basically right away. Yeah. I don't have anything bad to say about the union other than I feel like sometimes the leadership, um, when it comes to making decisions on behalf of all the members and moving, I know there's election elections and things like that. Things have to be voted on, but I feel like some of the things that are voted on or put in place by people that have an agenda, I'll say that. Uh, I think people that (laughs) are in, yeah, I think (laughs) that people in the union would agree with me that there are a lot of politics involved and people wanting personal agendas, uh, you know, signed off on taken care of. You're not going to find, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of times it's similar to what you see, like in your local government, you know, your board members yep. of, on the city council, things like that. Um, that was my takeaway from being in the union. And then looking back years later and kind of realizing maybe as I grew a little bit older and matured a little bit and kind of just understood a little differently what was going on while I was a member. Right. Uh, and, and I can tell you sometimes it, you know, either while it was happening or happening, or as I look back on, I kind of, some of it kind of pissed me off, you know, cause I could, then yeah. I could clearly see like, Oh yeah. That one time, that one thing, that one dude, <laughs> like that was <laughs> yeah. not for the membership. It was for that guy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, there's an argument yeah. to be made about union, non-union and, you know, paychecks. So like, um, you know, the union always wants to say this, and th- this is where I kind of, I, I kind of side on the non-union side. The union always wants to, you know, beat their chest and be like, if it weren't for organized labor, the wages would be so much lower. And I think, well, I don't know. Um, I'm looking at the current economy and organized labor rates have not changed because you're locked into a contract, yet people in the non-union sector are being paid more and more every day signing bonuses and huge, you know, huge pay increases over uh, on hourly over what they were like two years ago. I talked to a guy recently uh, while I was waiting at the will call desk at the supply house and, you know, place I hate to find myself at. But yet I saw a guy I knew uh, met a few years back and I just asked him like, what's, what's going on? He's the owner of, of his business. And he says, well, you know, just like everybody else trying to hire people and he needed, you know, he's like, I need three guys like minimum. And that's, you know, three people. That's not a short task. Right. And he says, Oh, we're paying, we're paying two, three, four, five dollars more an hour now than we were two years ago. And it's not even close. He says, I think we're going to be $10 more an hour eventually here. I thought, wow, there you go. And, but I bring that up. Um, so that's a, you know, that story isn't a union, non-union thing, but I bring it up in relate, you know, and related to this topic because, you know, I think the non-union, um, contractors have an advantage when it comes to, um, being able to move, turn on a dime and move in a different direction, uh, there is an advantage to organized labor and having a contract and knowing what your rates are going to be kind of set for mm-hmm. the next, you know, typically three years at a yeah. time. But, you know, I yeah. wouldn't say that the non-union doesn't have that same vantage point, to be honest with you, you know. Right. No, and and the, the one thing that, I, you know, one of the things that I look at um, that 
a lot of people miss on it is that yes, our contract says that a journeyman is going to be paid X, right? Yep. Well, that's the minimum. You can't pay them any less than that. If you have tax out there or you have uh, tradesmen that are going above and beyond, you know, to, you know, or, or have excelled in additional training, um, gotten backflow certified, they're med gas card holders. They're, you know, they got a welding cert, things like that. There's nothing that doesn't, that says that they can't be paid in an addition. Um, that, well, they don't have to have any of that to get paid more. No, absolutely not. But, you know, so on that, on that note to, you know, to, to kind of go back, it's certainly possible to do that. And the, the challenge then comes in is when the rest of the guys go, well, I'm not getting paid that. Why is he getting paid that? And, and then on the, on the non-union side of it, I think that's, it's just commonplace. Oh, that, yeah. Hey, you know what? Yeah. That guy, that guy's going above and beyond. And on the union side of it, I'm, I remember seeing it back, you know, when I worked at a shop is, oh, you're a company man. You know, oh yeah, oh geez, you know, and uh, yeah, and you just kind of go, well, no, I just I, I enjoy the hell out of what I'm doing, and I'm busting my ass, and the you know the the boss man sees it, you know, he's throwing me a bone. You know, not any different than if I was union or non-union. You know, it wouldn't matter if I was union or non-union at that point. Um, you know, but there that it does come down to um, a little bit of a a sticking point because one of the, the ben, uh, one of the things about the union is that they protect the members. Um, you know, it's everybody's, everybody's, you know, put on an equal playing field. The assumption is, is that everybody also works the same. <laughs> so that's where I wanted to go next. Okay. So okay. I was, I was in plumbers local 15 in Minneapolis and I would say that in local 15, there's no seniority. It's not operated in that way at all. Uh, how they operate is you work for the contractor and the union is there to negotiate on your behalf for wages and benefits and to make sure you're getting paid and go to bat for you if you're not. Um, they're there to help provide training. They're there to help, you know, manpower to the contractor and they're the go-between in the in negotiation process. But they don't, I didn't see it personally and I was in there long enough, trust me. I did not see it where they were protecting the worker in the event that workers weren't working, you know, or that they're a pain in the ass or whatever. Like ultimately how local 15 operates. And I think they still do today is they, you know, they're going to stand behind you, but they're also going to stand in front of you and be like, look, the contractor says you're not showing up to work. We're not, you know, Go pound sand, you know, you, you have an obligation yeah. here, you know, they, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah. a lot of people, when they get into this argument in union, non-union, they, or people just walk around having this really bad outlook on unions and bash them because of that whole situation where people, you know, what's the, they're protecting the people that aren't performing, that aren't, you know, sure doing the job. And I guess yep. that happens. Sure. I didn't experience it where it does. I was at. Does it happen where you're at? Um, I don't, I, I wouldn't say like it's, I wouldn't say it's a problem. I mean, we've, we've seen it. Uh, I, I remember, a, a, I don't know, it was a kind of a bigger quasi industrial job that um, the shop I had, I was working for was, uh, 
was manning up and we had a bunch of traveling uh, hands come in and <laughs> the 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 joke going around the shop was is that the traveling guys were getting a thousand bucks a week to play hide and seek you know <laughs> and it was you know the the foreman was was an uh, you know at the time was an apprentice that I had gone through my apprenticeship with and now he was a you know had moved his way up in the new construction side and was a, it was a foreman and I remember having a beer with him one day and he's like I just God he goes I spend all day long trying to figure out where these guys are at you know. They they show up, they clock in, but then I don't I don't know where they're at, you know, and 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 it's not a that's not a bash on the on the union, that's a bash on that those particular members, and yeah. it's well, it's being I, allowed I to happen somehow. It's poor management, really. Yeah. It sounds like to me. Yep, but so I I mean one of the one of the things that I you know on the the notes of on the the topic of pay that that I appreciate. Um, and one of the big, big reasons why we continue to be a, a union contractor, um, is that all of that, all of that is structured. Um, all of my health insurance is structured. All of my, re- there's two different retirement plans that we pay out of here in uh, local four, five, nine. Um, we pay a, a national pension and then a state pension. Uh, and those, those are structured. I mean, if my guys work, t- you know, 45 hours a week. I pay 45 hours worth a week of, of, uh, benefits. And when there's somebody else that write, you know, I write a check to a group that manages that for us. And I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to go hunt down, you know, blue cross blue shield and go, Oh, Hey, you know, we'd like to negotiate a new policy this year. Yeah. But you got to stay on top of it though. I I don't. Well, I mean, the the membership's better. The membership does. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, that's, yes, no, that's yeah. an advantage. It is, uh, to the employee and to the employer. And you brought up the topic yep. earlier about, you know, there's a pay scale and that's a, you, you, uh, that's all they have to pay you. Um, and right. not only does the contractor, the signatory contractor sign that contract, but so does also the worker, uh, as the union yep. member by vote. So maybe you don't, you right. don't physically sign the contract, but you vote and in the majority rules in this situation. So when that contract is ratified, then everybody's um, symbolically signed it and you have to, you know, uphold your end of the deal as either the employee or the employer Uh, regarding that minimum pay though, you know, like this is the scale. This is what we have to pay you. I've worked for two different companies. Uh, well, more than that, but I can just use two of the main ones and one paid scale. And that's what you paid and or yeah. got paid. And that, that was it. And don't ask for any more than that because they're not going to give anybody any special treatment. Uh, and that was, I thought fair. And the reason I say that is because, yep. and nobody was getting anything more than that. And I think I had right. it on pretty good authority to know that to be the fact. Uh, although they had a, a variety of, uh, you know the the kind of capabilities that the of the people that worked for that company was kind of covered the whole spectrum. They still just paid everybody sure. the same. Um, yep. Some people don't like that idea, but you know it's also a pretty good gig uh, when when you look at the pay structure things like that. I don't think anybody was getting hosed. Then I also worked for a company that did pay over scale automatically they did right. we've talked about this in the past i worked like downtown minneapolis carting tools from one building to the other from sub basement shop here to this 
you know, third thirtieth floor on that building, that kind of thing. Service work, tenant work, that can build out kind of stuff. And um they just said, you know what, this isn't fun. This is kind of crappy work and conditions kind of suck a little bit. Uh so they just paid more. You know, and they just kind of yep. paid like a level up. So like if you were a journeyman, you got uh foreman's wages. If you're a apprentice, you got you got a year ahead on your scale, that kind of thing. It's just, yeah. a, you know, that's the way they chose to do it. Uh, but then also don't go, you know, in that situation, don't go asking for more. Like, I think you're pretty lucky to, you're, I, yeah. I don't know, maybe you should consider yourself, you know, or just, you know, yeah. the rules are rules. That's the way they had it set up, I guess. But, yeah. uh, and then thirdly on that subject, that company that paid only scale and don't bother asking, they switched to the union. I know this because the un- the owner had told me multiple times. Actually, they switched. They had they were non union for like yep. twenty years, and then they yep. were they decided to join the union. All all the workers were like, "Hell yeah, let's do it!" And the owners were the ones that I think the catalyst. And it was based off of what you said earlier. They were so tired of, "Hey, how come you gave this guy a quarter?" I want to, I want 50 right. cents. I do, I do more work than that guy. Finally, they're like, you know what? If we just could join the union, we'll get the benefits, yeah. you know, kind of squared away, like you were saying, and yep. we'll just pay these people what they, you know, signed on. You know what I mean? what the contract yeah. said. Yep. Yep. That was it. That's, that's <clears throat> literally yep. why they decided to do it. And in the, yep. you know, Minneapolis area that they had, they were recruiting a ton. At the time, it was when um, housing was just, like at an all-time high, just booming, 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 and they needed more apprentices. They need more, so it kind of benefited them all all around. But their motivation, why they started looking into it, was because they were so tired of every day. thirty guys working for them just coming in every day. How come you gave this yeah. guy a nickel more? I need ten cents. That kind of thing. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Well, this yep. bonus episode is getting kind of long. You got anything more you want to add it, to it? I. You know, that, so here's what I would I would look I, I I look at, and this is something I've talked to a number of guys here locally that are non-union guys that have asked that this very similar question to what we've been asked. Should I join? Well, what do you want out of it? And and that's that's I I always say go check it out. Go yeah. talk to the business manager. He'll give you the rundown. He'll give you his spiel, or she will. Either way. And, uh, and then look at the numbers, you know, look, look at, look at what you're getting now. Are you, you know, do you have any vacation pay? Do you have health insurance? Do you have retirement? Is it a 401k that's maybe not very secure? You know, is it, is it something that might be questionable? Is it, what's the value of it? And, you know, there's some of that stuff you gotta, you gotta really look at. And if you don't understand it, ask questions. I was going to say, you know, it it may be that, you know, what you have is better than what you're going to get at the union. Um, it's not it's not unheard of. You know, I mean, you just mentioned that. You know, I mean, I I know of guys around here locally in Missoula that are making more on the non-union side hourly than yeah the take home local con local yeah right, but. Yeah, but maybe their benefits aren't as good. Some in some cases, I know some. I know a, a friend of mine owns a, a nice size shop. They got like eight guys or something like that, ten guys. Some I don't know what it is. Yeah. This 
day and age, but uh, I I know they pay pretty competitive for take home, but they have good insurance. Like their insurance straight up is like better yeah. when the union's offering in Minneapolis here. So anyway, yep. yeah, no, I you know, look, there's pluses and minuses of both. Like like you said, check it out, go see what they have to offer. I mean, compared to what you have, if you're, yep. you know, is your boss you know, taking your insurance, your, uh, your, your pension money, your 401k and dumping it in some <laughs> money pit of a hotel down in Florida. Well, well, well I don't know. Well, I don't know. That happened <laughs> when I, <laughs> that really yeah. screwed a lot of people out of some, a lot of money right there. Didn't it? Oh boy. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yep, still paying for it. Yeah. So that was a long time ago. That was a long time yep. ago. But I, I would say walk into it. Oh, wide eyes wide open. Don't go in with chip on your shoulder because it's probably not going to turn out well. Um, you know, it's one thing that you will find with, I would say, the majority of union members is there's a lot of pride, and I'm not saying that the non-union guys don't have a lot of pride. There's a lot of pride in the members of being a member. So if you walk in there, go in there looking for information. But if you go in there as, as, with a chip on your shoulder and say, "Hey, you know what?" What kind of horse crap are you trying to sell? <laughs> Probably not going to get the answer you want. <laughs> there you go. Just, just saying. So there you go. Anyway, I think we nailed it. Yep. I, I think yeah, so. I, I'm always we, so we, proud of us. Like I always think we just did an awesome job. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh man, what an idiot you know? I am sometimes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Make Trades Great Again podcast. This is the bonus episode. Still, if you got m- music ideas, let us know. That's right. If they suck, we're just not going to use them. Just I'm just straight up say that right now. But if <laughs> go ahead and yeah. let us know. <laughs> I'm a little squirrely <laughs> today. Oh, all right, man. That's it. That was a long one. All right. That was a long one. That's almost an episode. We could cut the bonus off. We could just edit it up, put some fancy music on it. Oh, God, it sounds like work if we're going to do all that editing. <laughs> Typically, the bonus episodes, we don't do any editing on. We just, it's Barely kind of raw. No. So we just, yeah, that's right. what we got to call them now. Do we call them bonus or we call them raw episodes? Like, raw. Raw dog in this. No, that sounds weird. All right. <laughs> see you. That's, that's it. <laughs>